Welcome to Looking Within, a podcast to help you quiet your mind, settle your body, and see God's presence in your everyday life. I'm Julie. I hope our time together will help you to feel more grounded, whole, and filled with a growing desire to be a conduit of God's love and presence to the world around you. Now, let's begin. Twenty twenty one. We begin a new year with the usual set of challenges and uncertainties, compounded by the COVID nineteen pandemic, which just doesn't go away. Are you optimistic for the year, or pessimistic? Is your cup half full or half empty? Maybe it's almost entirely empty. But what if you could see your cup as full? Even overflowing. In the next six weeks, Charles Ortloff and I would like to consider this with you. In such a time as this, we have a unique opportunity to not merely survive, but to actually thrive. Thriving in the midst of our COVID world is not an easy thing to get our minds wrapped around. Everywhere we turn, we are confronted with survival talk and survival skills. That makes sense. But on a deeper level, there can be something quite wonderful when we must face situations that we don't understand or can't control. We learn the gift of letting go and letting God. We find that God is there to catch us when we are free-falling, and that experience changes us. We are less fearful, less worried, more patient, more caring, more settled. In short, we don't just survive, we actually thrive. But it can only happen if we stop being victims, if we will see life, all of life, especially the most challenging parts, as filled with possibilities. Join us as we look to the past and learn from those who came before us. John Newton is such a man from our past who has something important to say to us now. He is the author of that familiar hymn, Amazing Grace. His words have comforted millions in times of difficulty. What a blessing this hymn has been. But looking at his early life, we would be surprised to think that he would write such amazing words. He grew up without any particular religious conviction, and as a boy and young man, he gave no indication of a life serving others and loving God. His life was all and only about himself. After leaving the British Royal Navy, he became involved in the Atlantic slave trade. He took people from their homes in Africa, shackled them for a horrible trip across the ocean, and then sold them into slavery for the rest of their lives, all just to make money. In 1748, a violent storm battered his vessel off the coast of County Donegal, Ireland, so severely that he called out to God for mercy. He thought he was going to die. This single event cracked open his heart and changed the direction of his life forever. Though for a while he continued slave trading, around 1755 he ended his seafaring altogether. 
and he began studying Christian theology and later became an abolitionist, fighting for England to stop and end slavery. Ordained in the Church of England in 1764, he began to write hymns with poet William Cooper. He wrote Amazing Grace to illustrate a sermon on New Year's Day of 1773 with the message that forgiveness is possible regardless of sins committed, and that the soul can be delivered from despair through the mercy of God. Amazing Grace is one of the most recognizable songs in the English-speaking world, written by a man who once was lost, but then was found, was blind, but then had eyes to see. The Storm of 1748 stopped John Newton in his tracks. It changed completely the direction of his life, from slave trader to author of Amazing Grace. He needed this wake-up call to realign his center of gravity. No longer would his world revolve around himself, what he liked, what he thought, what he wanted. It would become what St. Paul describes, it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. John Newton is not the only one to experience this life-changing wake-up call. The great storms of life that are beyond our control and beyond our understanding have a way of working on our hearts and inner world, changing us forever and for the better. We need something to shake us free from ourselves, from our own logic, our wants, and our emotions. It is the first step towards real change, growth, transformation, becoming more human and more divine. The first disciples were horribly shaken by Good Friday, and surprisingly maybe even more shaken by Easter, out of which came their transformation. The same might be said of St. Paul on the road to Damascus, or Nelson Mandela and his years unjustly imprisoned, or the countless others we know who faced the storms of life and learned to let go of control and let God move into the center of their lives. Is not this what Jesus means when he says, pick up your cross and follow me? So we enter the new year, 2021. We know of the survival skills that we need to help us with the pandemic. But may we also know of the deeper wisdom of facing those things in our lives that are out of our control, that we don't understand, those things we don't want, don't like, and that frighten us. Holding on to these, we let go of our little selves, our hopes, our fears, our wants, our thoughts and we enter into someone far more wonderful. It is no longer I who exists, but Christ who lives in me. We no longer just survive, we actually thrive. Let's take that thought into our quiet moments together. In this quiet space and time, I'd invite you to gently close your eyes and to take a few deep breaths in and out, in 
and out. Hear the sound of the bowl calling you to look within. Let it center you. Let it awaken you to God's presence. Think for a moment of the great storms that might come your way this year. Name them and note the thoughts and feelings you have about them. What's it like to not have control or to not understand these storms in your life? We'll be back with you in about two minutes. Take one more minute to imagine trusting Christ to travel with you through all the storms of this year. How might that feel? And more importantly, how would that change you?
I'd invite you now to take a few deep breaths in and out. In and out. Hear the bowl sound calling you back to this day. Gently open your eyes, remaining still for a moment longer. As we face a new year, we know that there will be many challenges, many storms. It is good to study our survival plans and put them into practice as needed. But can we also see the inner possibility that comes with all storms of life? Like John Newton, do we know that it is through these storms that God works our transformation from fearful little selves to radiant, generous, glorious children of God. Without such conviction, we become victims. But with this conviction, we lean into God, working with God, to become more like God. We learn to not merely survive, but to truly thrive. Thank you for making time for your inner self today for developing and enriching your relationship with God through reflection and discovery. Whatever you've experienced, carry that with you in the coming days. You can find more episodes at our website, gloria-day, that's D-E-I dot com slash lookingwithinpodcast, or subscribe through your favorite podcast app. If you know someone who might enjoy and benefit from this podcast, share it with them. Your financial contributions make this ministry possible. To give, visit gloria-day.com slash giving. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you next time.